Welcome to The Matt Haycock Show, a podcast about business, money and life. Matt has been making money and making mistakes for over 20 years. And in this podcast, he shares his thoughts and stories so you can improve your business, finances and life whilst hopefully avoiding the mistakes he and others have made along the way. Listen in and level up. 19 different tips for how to improve your credit rating. So number one, make payments reliably. You probably all have some, have, have some people that you pay at the moment which reflect on your credit score. That might be your utilities, um, it might be your mobile phone bill, whoever it may be. So tip number one, make sure you pay these payments on time. And the easiest way to do it, and I, you know, I'm, 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 a, I'm a bad one for this as well, uh, you know, missing dates and stuff, set them up on direct debit. There, there probably isn't a payment out there that is not able to be set up on some kind of direct debit or some kind of standing order. So take the pressure off you so you don't even have to think about it and make those payments on time. That's number one. Uh, because, and again, <laughs> making payments late will have a really disproportionate effect on your credit score. I mean, you can lose literally hundreds of points just for, the, you know, just for being a couple of days late here and there on a payment. Number two, build your credit history. Now, this is, I guess this is what we are talking about earlier when we are saying that it's not just about having, um, having not a bad history. You have to have some history for the credit rating agencies to be able to go on. So if you've never had credit, or if you don't have much credit, it's very, very difficult um, for them to predict how you, be- how you behave, how you're going to perform. So you need to find some ways to get some credit, use that credit and pay it on time. Now, again, you may be thinking it's impossible because you've got, su- you know, you've got such bad credit at the moment and no one's going to touch you. Listen, for, for anyone who's just joined late... I started this process effectively from scratch in 2015 and I started with a two, I think I got a credit card with a £250 limit. And for me at that time, listen, I was still doing well in business at the time, uh, so you know, I didn't need that credit card, I didn't need that credit limit, but I, need, I wanted to take it um, so, that I could, you know, so that I could get some credit and use it to build, use it to build history. Um, and so no matter how bad you think your credit is, there will be credit providers out there that work at the very bottom of the market. You may even get less than a £250 limit. You may get a £100 limit. And you may think you don't need the credit. Don't use it. So don't use it for the sake of using it. Just use it to build up a history to show that you can pay things on time. Um, and from memory, I took out that £250 card. And every month... I made sure I, I bought 250 quid worth of stuff with it. And at the end of every month, on direct debit, go back to point number one, on direct debit, I paid the payment in full and paid the balance down to zero. And I did the same again next month and the same again next month and on and on and on. And eventually, I don't know how long it was, maybe six, seven, eight months down the line, they write to me and say, your 250 pound credit limit is now 400 quid, it's now 500 quid. I then took a second card Again, started off similar. I think my first card was was Capital One. My first card was Capital One. My second one was Barclay Card. Um, I'm sure I've got a third one. I, can't, I, can't, I forget who it is. I'm literally starting at 100, 200 pound limit and spending and paying and spending and paying and just building them up. I also took a loan out. Again, you may not think that your credit is, is going to deserve, deserve you of a loan, but this is... 
This is not about borrowing money you need. This is about borrowing money for a purpose to build up your credit profile. I went to a company called Bamboo. Now again, I didn't do this until probably 12, 18 months into having started this credit journey. I'd already been building up with the credit cards first. I then went to Bamboo um, and, um, and I used, uh, and I think I got an £8,000 loan it was. Again, I didn't need to borrow the money to borrow the money, but I wanted to, to, you know, to get that credit history. Um, you, know, you could have asked for a couple of thousand, three thousand, whatever. I borrowed the maximum that they, they would give me, uh, and I paid all the payments back. Um, and all of these, all of these payments, again, they were made on direct debit, so that I'm making the payments reliably, and they were, and they were all going towards building back my profile. Top tip number three: keep low credit utilization. What that means is, when you have credit limits. Like on a credit card, if you've got a £500 limit on your credit card, depending on how much of that you're using at any one point is your utilisation of your credit. So if you've got a £1,000 credit card and you've always got five or £600 of debt, like hard debt that's always out there, not that you're using and paying off each month, using and paying off each month, um, then that means you've got 50 or 60% utilisation. It's a black, it's not a black mark, but let's say, okay, it's, it's a not great reflection against you if you're always up to your limits on all your credit cards or on all your loans. Now, to be clear, I was talking a minute ago about spending and paying down at the end of the month. If you use your full card then and pay down at the end of the month, that will not carry against your credit utilisation. It's only going to carry against your credit utilisation when you roll over at the end of the month and don't pay it and you make the minimum payment and you need to carry that debt forward as hard debt. So you need to get, we need to get you some credit so that you're using credit, but you don't want to be using that credit hard and carrying and carrying it forward. Um, now, in the research I did for this, um, the credit rating agencies say that whilst there's no magic number, their kind of recommended utilisation is to run at around 25% of your, um, of your uh, total credit balance. So if you've got a £2,000 credit balance, so a credit limit across multiple cards, uh, then you know, don't, don't really want to be running more than £500 of hard debt. And by the way, like I, said, I think I've got 19, 19 tips for you here. You're going to find that some of these tips are going to contradict each other. Um, and because there is no, there's no black and white right answer to all of this. There's different, you know, there's different strategies, but some things do contradict each other. So you've got to use a bit of, I guess, a bit of balance and a bit of common sense. Oh, very easy and very important one. Be on the voters' roll. Being on the voters' roll, registering yourself to vote at the address that you live in, is a massive tick in the box of the credit agencies. And it's a very easy one to do. Uh, all you literally need to do is apply on the online government.uk uh, thing and register yourself at that address. Do it, do it, do it, do it. If for any reason you're not registered to vote in the UK, uh, then, then, then you want to send off your uh, proof of resi residency. Um, but if you can get on the voters roll, massive tick. So, so do that straight away. Number five, 
be consistent on applications. Obviously, one of the things we're talking about here is you, that you're going to be making multiple applications uh, for credit as time goes on because you're going to be taking credit so that you can use it and pay it off and use it and pay it off. When you apply for this credit, um, you're going to fill out applications about your salary, your job, your next of kin, your number of dependent children, etc. All that stuff. Make sure the information is consistent. Don't be writing on one form that you earn 20 grand a year, then the next form you earn 50 grand a year and you're making these numbers up. Because, because the, the credit card companies have fraud checkers as well. And if there's inconsistent information, that's gonna bring up red flags. So be truthful and be consistent. Um, a lot of the time, you know, sometimes people are inconsistent because they're being fraudulent. A lot of the time people are inconsistent because they just don't know the answers or they're being lazy. Don't do that. Get the information right before you fill it down. Number six, different lenders want different things. So that's really just to say, don't be put off because you've been declined by one lender. Uh, and this isn't just with lenders, this is, you know, this is the same in general. You know, different insurance companies like to insure different risks or specialize in different areas. You know, so just because somebody doesn't want to, you know, just because somebody doesn't want to um, lend to you, don't let that worry you that, that that's gonna stop you being able to borrow somewhere else. Number seven, check your score regularly, especially before a big event. Now, obviously, this ties in with what we were talking about earlier when we we're saying, you know, if you can download an app that can give you regular access to your credit score, but you want to you be keeping an eye on your credit score regularly because if anything happens to it that changes it up or down, you want to know why. Even something going, you might think it's good that it's gone up. Obviously, it's good that it's gone up, but you still want to know why it's gone up. Uh, but if it's gone down, then you certainly want to know about why, because it could be something you weren't even aware of. You know, if you're crap with your post and you've not opened a bill or you've got a CCJ that you were, un that you were unaware of, um, you need to deal with these things as early as possible. So check your score regularly. And, and what I said on here was check it before a big event. By big event, I don't mean, I don't mean Glastonbury or when Father Christmas is going to pop down the tree. I mean a big financial event like you're going to apply for a mortgage or you're going to apply for a loan or a credit card or whatever that may be there's no point going into that application process blind um, so check your score so then you can make sure that you've got you've got your profile fixed or you're only going to apply to people that are that are going to um, have a likelihood of giving you the result that you want be careful having co-signing with partners flatmates etc or taking on credit as a favor the only person that loses out when you have bad credit is you right? and i bet we've all got stories where we've taken a phone contract on for a friend or a girlfriend or a brother or a sister or we've you know we've taken a mortgage out in our name when it was really you know when the property was really for someone else because they couldn't get credit at the time I'm not here to talk about the legalities of any of that stuff or what, you know, whether or not it's morally, morally correct or whatever. We're purely talking about credit today. How many stories are about anyone out there who's taken a phone bill out or taken a loan out for your missus or your mister and he's that he or she has then fucked off and refused to pay the debt and left you with a debt that you've either got to pay off yourself or you can't afford to pay off yourself, which then impacts on your credit profile. If that's happened to you, don't be embarrassed because it's happened to us all. Stick a little comment down there because that is one really, really simple way of keep, you know, keeping on top of your credit. You know, just don't put yourself 
in precarious positions in the first place. So I don't know if you're going to, if you live with somebody, I don't just mean like in a relationship, if you've got flatmates, be very careful taking bills in joint names. Um, you know, if, if, if you've got a bill in your name and there's three or four people co-signing for it and they, and they disappear, um, and they disappear, then, uh, you know, then it's, it's going to be you that's left carrying the can. So be very careful who you co-sign with. Number nine, de-link if you split up. So again, on your credit file, you'll probably see that you'll, you'll probably see that you've got linked people or linked addresses. Uh, you know, historical addresses, maybe your, your husband, your wife, you know, people who you've shared credit with at an address. When you're sharing, when you're linked, you're effectively responsible for that. Um, so um, if you split up with your husband, wife, boyfriend, girlfriend, flatmate, whatever, contact the credit agencies and let them know so that they don't continue to treat you two together. Very, very important. Number 10, minimize applications. So the more times you apply for credit, the more it, you basically get, get like a mark against you every time you apply for credit. Now, obviously, look, if you need credit, it's inevitable that you do apply for credit. But if you're applying for credit every day, then that is going to seriously hamper your score. And now this is one of the beauties of using like the Experian 1499 thing a month that I use. Because, because all the credit agent, because all the lenders use people like Experian, they can actually look at your experience can look at your report and tell you which lenders you are likely to get credit with which means you don't need to apply and you don't need to burn any lives if i go on my credit file now i can say hey experian i'm looking for a credit card who's likely to accept me i actually did this the other day and it gave me a list of about 10 people and these ones it says i've got 100 percent chance of applying of of getting credit if i apply and these ones here say you've got no chance of getting credit if you apply so if i hadn't checked that i wouldn't know and i could have applied for credit with one of these guys and got knocked back and i was always going to get knocked back because i don't fit their criteria but it counts as a mark against me so if you use the elig eligibility checkers it's going to save you burning any lives so very 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 important very beneficial to do uh, number 12 avoid payday loans a lot of lenders now, first of all, payday loans are obviously very, very expensive. Um, now, but even if you've paid them off, it's, a lot of lenders have, have basically said that if they see on your credit file that you have had payday loans in the past, then they will use that as a black mark against you and not want to give you credit because they feel that people who take payday loans are not very good at managing money and probably irresponsible with credit. Now, look, I'm sure there's people listening to this or watching this that say, well, what if I need the money, I need the money. Sometimes I just have to take the payday loan. There is, there's, there's probably better ways for you to get the money out there than a payday loan. Uh, you know, and that might be with a credit builder credit card or a very small long-term loan. Um, but, um, you know, but there are better and cheaper um, and better methods perceptionally than a payday loan. So avoid them where you can. Uh, if you have a mortgage, when you make the mortgage payments, it counts towards your credit. You know, it obviously builds your credit score up. So if you're a renter, you may not get, you, you won't get that benefit because you don't have a mortgage. But there is something called the Rental Exchange Initiative. And if you pay your rent on time, 
then that will count towards building your credit score up as well. So, you know, if you've never owned a house and maybe you're not even looking to own a house, you're missing out on the chance to build up credit um, by paying your mortgage payments on time. But look into the rental exchange initiative because you can get credit for making your rent payments on time. Number 14, don't pay a credit repair company. Anyone out there who offers to fix your credit in return for a payment from you is a scam. There is nothing they can do for you by taking your money. Everything I'm telling you on here now, this is stuff that you can read up, you can research on. It's all free. There's no, there's no super shortcuts that you can pay someone to do. So don't get sucked in and pay someone to fix your credit. You've got, you've got to do it the hard way, the long way. You need to find out what the problems are. You need to fix the problems and then you need to start doing good things consistently, making payments on time. Um, number 15, apply for credit before a big life change. So if you're about to be made redundant or you're about to go off on maternity or change jobs or whatever, if you think you're gonna be needing credit, apply before. Because if you, um, you, know, if, if you have a drop in income or an extended period without a job, etc., these are gonna adversely affect your credit. So apply as early as you can. Number 16, cancel any unused or old credit cards. I know this is something that was slightly contradictory to what I was saying earlier, but if you've got credit that you're not using, again, it, it can be a mark against you having excessive credit. So if you need credit, take it. But if you've got credit that you're not using and you've got a lot of credit that you're not using, you know, the old store card from Debenhams or Tesco's or whatever it may be that you just don't use anymore, cancel those cards, give them up, and reduce the credit that you have against you. And that, that can be a, a, you know, a tick, a good mark for you. Number 17, reduce debts with savings. If you have got savings and you have got debt, then there is gonna be a counterbalance there. You're gonna be getting 0.0 something on your savings, and you're gonna be paying something horrendous on your debt. Use your savings and pay off your debt. Um, it's gonna be cheaper for you, and it is going to be a good mark against you that you are not over-utilizing your credit. If you've got any unfair defaults, fight them. This goes back to what Mrs. G was saying earlier. Sometimes you will have something on your credit file that just shouldn't be there. It's a genuine mistake or it's genuinely unfair. I can't give you specific advice on this because every circumstance is going to be different. But contact the financial ombudsman, contact the citizen's advice, contact a lawyer if you can afford to. Um, but if there is a genuine, and also ring the credit ratings agencies because like, if you've got a, a default against you with Experian, ring Experian and they'll talk to you about it. But if something's unfair, then fix it. And number 19, only borrow what you can afford because this is why you end up in a pickle in the first place. And it's very easy when you're on that debt treadmill to keep taking more debt to pay off old debt and keep taking more debt to pay off old debt. But that is a slippery slope. And if you do end up in a predicament whereby you can't pay your existing debt, the answer is not to take more debt. Um, the answer is at that point, you need to go and deal with your creditors. You need to man up, uh, put your hand up and admit that there's a problem and, um, and ask for forgiveness and delays on payments. Because a lot of the time, 
lenders will actually, like particularly now during COVID, for example, lenders will give you grace on your payments if you talk to them. The best, the best thing any lender can, ha- can ask for is that you pay your payments on time every time. The next best thing a lender can ask for is that you communicate with them, notify them of problems ahead of time, and then stick to your word with whatever commitments you're going to make. And if you do that, you've got a fighting chance that they actually won't default you and they actually won't fall out with you. Communication is always key in, in lending, in borrowing, in business, in life. Um, and if you can't do what you've committed to do initially, admit to that as early as possible. Hope you guys have found that useful. And uh, if you guys have got other topics that you want me to talk about in the future, then um, drop me a DM. I look forward to seeing you all again soon. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to The Matt Haycock Show. For more Matt, check out his YouTube channel. That's youtube.com forward slash Matt Haycox. Or go stalk him on Instagram and Twitter, The Matt Haycox. And we'll see you soon.